0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Menasch. This is the weekend edition where we interview notable people from the world of real estate investing. Today is no exception. We have a great guest all the way from Brooklyn, New York. Welcome to the show, Matt Pichney. Thanks, Victor. Great to have you here. Now, Matt, we've got to know each other over the last couple of years and developed a friendship, and I'm actually surprised we haven't had you on the show sooner, to be quite frank. (laughs) But... But for the folks who haven't met you yet, uh, why don't you give a little bit of your backstory because you have a very fascinating backstory and how you got to this point in your journey.
1: Well, Thanks, Victor. I grew up in Orlando, Florida, and I moved to New York City to pursue a career in theater. I was a professional actor for five years. I was in fifteen different productions all across the United States, and then I started tinkering around with computers a little bit and ended up um, moving into uh, from a hobby into a full time uh, career in digital marketing. I actually had my own little boutique agency. This was in the in the mid to late nineties uh, during the dot com heydays, and was uh, going ahead and doing. um website development and things like that back in in the day, 2001 came along and the dot-com bubble burst. And my business was imploding. Everyone was going out of business or not spending money on any digital marketing things. And I was freaking out and it just so happened. uh, The timing was perfect. I got a phone call from my landlord who told me I had 90 days to get out of the apartment that I was renting. So, that was a, a, a rude awakening for me. And I needed to figure out what am I going to do? How can I live in New York City? I don't even have a, it didn't have a job. I didn't have any, you know, stable source of income. How am I going to find a place to live? I ended up getting a job at Showtime, the cable television channel. They were a client of mine. They offered me a position to come in-house, so I worked there. And instead of renting an apartment, I ended up buying an apartment, and that apartment was way, 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 way uptown in the Washington Heights area. Mm. About two and a half years later, I sold that apartment, and I saw my initial investment, my, my equity, my down payment, more than quadruple in value. And that was the big light bulb moment for me. Of whoa, <laughs> what just happened? I had, um, you know, I, I had a good job at the, At that point, I had a very good salary, but that one transaction was more than one year's worth of salary. And I said, how can I do that again? So that set me on the course of wanting to figure out how do I do real estate investment. How do I make that more frequent? And so over the course of about another 10 years, uh, while I was working in the advertising world and digital marketing in in New York and working at different advertising agencies, I did real estate as a hobby on the side. It was something that I was passionate about, something I enjoyed doing and had a lot of fun doing. Uh, Fast forward, like I said, about 10 years and I got married and my wife got this amazing job opportunity in Miami, Florida. So when we moved to Miami, that's when I transitioned to start doing real estate full-time. And so that was over seven years ago. I'm, I'm back in Brooklyn now. We were in Miami and then Boston, and now we're in Brooklyn. Um, but I've been a full-time real estate investor um, for, for a little over seven years now. And I, I syndicate deals. Two-thirds of my portfolio are deals I'm passive limited partner in. As, as you know, Victor, I've actually invested in, in your deals. And uh, a, a third of my portfolio are deals that I'm a general partner on.
0: Fantastic. I love that story. And you know, there's no one career path, no prescribed way to get into the business. And there's just so many interesting journeys on how to do it. I came at it from microprocessor design, and you came at it from the world of theater and digital marketing. I mean, there's no prescribed formula. It's Awesome so fast forward to today you've got a sizable portfolio primarily in texas houston and dallas yeah. for the most part what and obviously the last 120 days perhaps even 6 months we've gone through a massive inflection in the marketplace how has that changed the way you're approaching things are you what are you doing differently if anything
1: yeah so uh two things uh, on one hand i'm not doing anything differently uh, on the other hand, I am I am approaching a, uh, with a little more of a pragmatic approach only because of the financing component and lending. Um, but when it comes to the underwriting, I have been thinking that what we have going on right now was gonna happen. I mean, I've been wrong for many, many years now, but I've been af- worried and afraid and concerned that that this was gonna happen and I thought it was gonna happen sooner. So I've been underwriting all my deals in a manner that is is looking for, you know, cap rates to go ahead and expand. Uh that's looking for rent growth to slow down. And I mean it looks as though we are, I mean depending on who you're talking to, we we may be in a some people say we're in a recession, some people say we're headed for a recession, right? And I'm not here to sort of debate ab- ab- about that. I'll I'll leave that to to the professionals who who call those who call the shots, right? But I think that we are moving into some rockier territory. And I think that the underwriting that I have been doing and will continue to do, that's riding more towards historic norms. Um, You know, I believe in mean reversion theory, which basically just says that things will revert to that average, to that mean. Um, I've been underwriting that way. So I'll be buying a property at at a four cap and I, if I've seen historically that the data is showing me that in that market, it's a six cap, I'm underwriting for an exit cap rate of, of a six, five years from now. And for the past few years, the cap rates have stayed the same or they've compressed. We've been able to actually exit our deals early, but it's also precluded me from getting a lot of deals. I only... Do a couple of deals a year as a general partner, um, but I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with sort of a slow and steady, pragmatic approach. I'm just being even a little more cautious now with with debt and the way that um, that I'm structuring the debt on these deals.
0: That makes so much sense. Uh, a friend of mine, who is actually quite wealthy, he's a he's, he's a, a billionaire. He talks about playing the bagpipes. Sometimes you. Sometimes you blow, sometimes you squeeze the bag, but you want it to come out sounding like a monotone, and it doesn't matter what's happening all around you. And what you just described, that reversion to the mean, is a little bit like playing the bagpipes.
1: Yeah, I never thought of that analogy. as actually a really good one. I might use that in the future. I love it
0: well, he's from the he's from the British Isles, so maybe it uh, comes more naturally to him than you and I, but uh, that's that was where it came from. So that's awesome okay so markets like dallas and austin markets like dallas and houston are continuing to grow they're continuing to attract population and th- that's a, a precursor certainly to having rent growth um, what do you what's it look like from a supply demand perspective there's been a lot of new supply added to those markets uh is what's your what's your, what are you seeing
1: I I continue to see employment growth in those markets and we know that people move to where the jobs are. So uh, we're, we're seeing growth. I I haven't seen it slow down. You know, if there was a chance for it to happen, I thought it might happen uh, with COVID and coming out of COVID, but coming out of COVID, those markets were, you know, leading the nation still. Right. And so um, I don't, I don't see it slowing down much. And now I'm not, I don't underwrite crazy rent growth, by the way, um, but I don't think that we're going to have a massive uh, slowdown there. I think there's still a need, you know, and you know that there's a a need in the U.S. overall. You know, I was just uh, speaking at an event talking about there's a um, National Apartment Association and and NMHC both did a, a study. It's a 190 page study on what the need is for housing in the country by 2035 right and they're showing anywhere depending on what charts you're looking at between 2.4 to 4.8 million new housing units that are needed and that's concentrated mainly in the south i mean a lot of that is florida a lot of that is texas so uh, all signs point to continued growth in those markets
0: i actually agree with that I've seen these predictions saying that the United States is short of 7 million houses today. I think National Association of Realtors came out with a study to that effect last year, and I actually disagree with that. I think that's not true uh, for a whole host of reasons. I mean, if you think, for example, at the growth in particular in short-term rentals, if you look at the statistics, close to 50% of the current inventory of short-term rentals were added in the last two years. I think, and Mm. if you look at the average numbers, uh, they're not great. They're really not great if you look at the averages. So I think that we're going to see a lot of retrenchment where people went into the short-term rental business. They're effectively second homes. They're amateur investors. And if we look at where most of the distress happened post-2008, a lot of it was in second homes. People would protect the homestead and they would let the second property go. That's why counties like Miami-Dade County, Broward County, Maricopa County in Arizona, Las Vegas. That's why you know those four regions led the nation in terms of the downturn because a large percentage of those were second homes and people were willing to let those go. So I think that phenomenon could repeat itself maybe to a lesser degree, but it could repeat itself again.
1: Yeah, I I, I would
0: agree with you. We often see that in markets that are vacation heavy. Uh, like Florida, like Arizona, uh, we don't see quite as much in Texas. Texas people move to Texas not to vacation there, but really to live and work. Uh, it's a different it's a different dynamic. So I think staying focused on Texas is absolutely a smart thing. Well, thanks. Now I know you've written a book recently. Tell us about that. Yeah, Backstage
1: Guide to Real Estate. It chronicles my journey from being an actor, knowing absolutely nothing about real estate, all the way to where I am now, an owner of over 10,000 apartment units. And so, what I do is I share with the reader the different keystone concepts that I learned along my journey. There's also like six, exactly 60 different real estate terms that are defined in the book. I put them as an index at the end. So, it can be a reference book for people. And it's really for People, I think, wherever they are in their journey, it's definitely written more with a passive investor, more of a sort of novice approach uh, to it. But I think that people who are who are more well versed in real estate will find the earlier version, the earlier chapters of the book, entertaining and humorous. There's, I try to put put a lot of humor in there. I mean, real estate could be a pretty dry subject, so I try to make it fun. And as it gets, as the book goes further along, it does get more advanced. The last two chapters, I'm talking about a 1031 exchange and a air rights deal that I did in New York City. So it does have some things that that might be uh, entertaining to those who are more well steeped in real estate.
0: I love it. Well, it, Matt, if folks want to connect, if they want to learn more, or if they want to buy the book, what's the best way?
1: Best way to reach out to me and find out about the book or download. I, I have lots of free information all on my website. I also have a blog where I write a lot about real estate. And that website is piccheny.com. It's P-I-C-H-E-N-Y.com.
0: Fabulous. Well, loved catching up with you. And for the listeners at home, definitely connect with Matt at piccheny.com. The link will be in the show notes. And in the meantime, have an awesome rest of your weekend. Go make some great things happen. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow.